Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. Hi and welcome to episode three of the Business and Heels podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. According to 2015 ABS figures, 34% of business owners were women and 47% of those had dependent children living at home. Now my guest today is herself a businesswoman with a dependent child living at home and she believes society needs to rethink its expectations on parents. And stepping up to the microphone today is Rachel Allen. Rachel has been in business for 12 and a half years and a mum for six years. Now on her business and baby journey, she has learned a lot about life, about business and about herself. And while it's not always been an easy ride, it has definitely been fulfilling. She feels a strong calling to share her discoveries as well as the wisdom of other parents and experts with you in her new book, When Business Meets Baby. Rachel's inspiration is a vibrant five and a half year old and it's her daughter Sophie who has her own little busy life with school, dancing and swimming and Rachel is so honoured to be Sophie's mum and she's also an author, integrated marketer, entrepreneur and property investor. Now on today's show, Rachel's going to be sharing how to take beautiful care of your baby, your business and yourself in an intuitive way, how to set up support systems that free your time and help you feel relaxed and in control. We can all do with more of that, I'm sure, as well as how to enjoy the experience of being a truly present mother and a successful business owner and much more. So let's welcome Rachel to the show. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Oh, I remember back in the days when I had uh, three little young ones underfoot. That was quite some years ago. In fact, my youngest just turned 22 a couple of days ago. So it, it has been a while, but I remember, my goodness, juggling the young ones, taking some to school, some to kinder, then your business and clients. I look back and I think, I don't know how I did it. So I certainly take my hat off to all of you wonderful women who are mums and, and juggling all of that on your plate as well. Definitely. Look, it's 
I think it's resilient building at times. It's made me so much more efficient with mm. how I use my time, basically. I love the fact that you've now taken what you've learned along the way and you've written this into a book because I don't know about you, as a woman and looking at how other women are doing things, a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves, don't we? And we see the, the best and how people are so in control and so managed. We compare ourselves often and unfortunately that can really diminish how we show up. So I'm sure you've got some great lessons. I think transparency is something that is really needed. So we realize, you know what, if we are struggling, if things do seem a little bit hard, that we're not the only ones and there's way through. There's always a way through. So thank you for taking up that mantle and sharing that with us. Taking care of our baby, our business and ourselves in an intuitive way. Why do you think that's so important? When you become a mother, you lose a part of who you are, you lose a part of your identity and you're stepping into this new role of caregiver. And I think society also tells us now that while we have to be a really, you know, we have to be the best caregiver to our kids, we also need to go back to work. Mm. And we can get caught up in that whole hustle and bustle of just doing and being what everyone else expects us to be that we lose some of that intuition. We lose trusting ourselves to make decisions and to do it our way. And it's interesting because I remember when I left the paid workforce and I use inverted commas when I say that term, then it was really quite common or, or quite normal. And look, I think when we say quite common and quite normal, it's whatever is normal and right for you. No one else can put their their expectations uh, you know, on you because they're not you, they're, they're not living your circumstances. What was something for you that made you kind of think, you know what, this is isn't right these expectations that other people have I'm just not going to own that I'm just not going to let that impact my life so that it, it influences how I can show up the best way that I know that I can be in my business and and taking care of my child what was that moment for you do you think the moment for me where I realized that things had to change my life was when I was because when my daughter was born we had an event management and a marketing company. Yes. So we were running a lot of really big events and we were leading up to one of those events and as is not unlike what happens in an event, someone had got on the phone to me and they weren't happy about their stand position. And I was trying to be very professional and I was, you know, working around it so and making it so that they were happy. And I remember getting off the phone and just losing it. Like I threw my phone across the car. I let out a bit of a scream and my daughter was sitting in the back seat of the car Ah. and she just burst into tears. And I went, (laughs) get a grip. Like this is just not worth it. Mm. It just, everything that I go through trying to keep people happy, trying to, you know, give them the best opportunities to promote their business and to run the best event for other people to enjoy. It's not worth it if it's going to affect my family and my stress levels. Mm-hmm. For me, that was my breaking point where I went, okay, I need to actually really, really change how I'm running my business and what I'm doing in my life as well because it's not serving me or my family. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't it interesting how so many of us wait till we get to this real point and for you it was seeing that this, because I'm sure had you taken a step back, you would have seen that leading up to that moment where it then started to impact and affect your daughter. It was impacting and affecting you, I'm sure, 
maybe in, in just your stress, anxiety, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, so if, if it wasn't that, no, please no. say. But you know what I mean? So many of us, when we take a step back and look at some of the, the signs, we then realise, you know what, this was leading up to that stage and it isn't until our beautiful children get an impacted that we think, right, I'm making a stand for this. For some people who are sitting in a situation now and realising, you know what, things are happening which I'm not happy with, what advice would you give, what insights to help them come to a decision to make that change before they get to a situation where their children are impacted? What would you say? I really think that before that you need to build in some you know some self-care as well some meditation mindfulness practice so that you're always aware of where you're or how you're feeling in a situation as well Mm -hmm. and something's not working or if it's not feeling right then you need to be able to change it yes either you know whether it's change the situation or change the way that you react to it or whatever because at the time I was just busy doing, I was just in that pressure cooker and I was doing, and I was trying to be a mum to an 18 month old and I was trying to run this busy business and I was managing staff and I was just in that moment of just trying to get to the next event. And I think if I had that practice where I took a walk every day or I just did some, you know, 10 minutes of breathing every day that just kept me centered and kept me being able to connect to how things were making me feel. Um, I think that that's really important. Something else that I think um, as women we can often do, uh, and it, it's so good to be able to have a conversation around this because, you know, we not only can be very hard on ourselves, but unknowingly we can also pass judgment just in some of the casual things that we might say. So I think for everyone it's so important to have an awareness not only in what we say to ourselves, but also what we may be saying, how it's impacting other people. But even more important, than that is to recognize and I love what you've said be mindful about what you're choosing to listen to and what you're taking on board because again what other people might find is right for them and the right choices for them maybe absolutely not the right choice for us and for us to Mm. be able to make that decision confidently without any guilt without any shame without all of those negative you know impacts that can sometimes happen for us too that's so important too isn't it Rachel Although it absolutely is. And you've got, you know, when you're in business, everybody has an opinion about how your business can be run or how, what you should be doing or shouldn't. And, you know, the marketplace is cluttered with experts telling you how to run your business. Mm. And it's the same when you become a mum. You have all these people out there telling you about how to be the ideal mother and the ideal parent and what you should be doing as a parent. And, and you know, when your child's a baby, you're getting them, you know, they're graphed and and they're, you know, all the percentiles are measured and their development's measured and you're feeling judged everywhere you look. Yeah. You feel that everybody else can tell you how you should be running your life better, your business or your baby. And at the end of the day, nobody understands the pressure that you are individually in, like what your pressure point is. Mm-hmm. And until they can understand that, they can't be giving you opinion on what you should or shouldn't be doing. As a society, again, we shouldn't be judging mums who are trying their damnedest, their best, to be the best mother and also to be a successful owner. We should be lifting them up, not judging them. And social media, just you're looking on social media and seeing all these perfect mothers who are, you know, they're dressed beautifully, they've got great makeup on, their houses look like they're, you know, beautiful display homes. Their kids are always immaculate and you're judging, you're pitching yourself against that but you're not seeing what's happening behind the picture. 
Mm. You know, you're probably not seeing the washing that's overloaded or the task lists in the business that's, you know, overflowing or the deadlines that aren't being met or the dishes in the sink. You know, they're the sort of things that you don't see on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> I remember when my kids were young and um, I had a little, thankfully in the house that we uh, live in, and we're still in that house, I've got a separate office so I could sit and lock, you know, kind of lock away the door. And when they would come home from school, they would be watching TV or something like this. And there were so many times where I'd spend half an hour or so, I'd say, go and watch TV. I'm just going to be half an hour or something. And then I'd come out to the kitchen and it would look like a bomb site had hit it. My kids were very independent, but they didn't know how to clean up after themselves. And sometimes I would come outside and there'd be soy sauce all over the floor and peanut butter. And it was like, oh my goodness. Um, I certainly wouldn't have taken a snapshot of that and be sharing it on social. Although maybe I would have, because I bet you, I bet you so many women could relate to that. It's like, oh my yep. goodness, my kids are like that too. And then we can have a, a, a laugh. But in the situation, it was far from funny. But oy, 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 I, I can so relate. We do really see the best because no one's going to share the worst, are they? They're really not going to share the worst and say, well, I you know, struggled again today, didn't get everything done on, on my to-do list. But we really have to give ourselves permission to just be our best, do our best that we can and not to have such high expectations that sadly so many people in society put up there, don't they? Absolutely. And you know, to be the best version of yourself, without the stress that can come with trying to live up to other people's expectations. Mm. It's, you know, nobody cares. Your, your kids don't care what sort of car you drive or what sort of house you live in. They just care that you're there. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's important and it's about keeping perspective on are you in life for everybody else or you're in life your kids yes yes yeah. i think it's taken me a good part of well i'm, I'm turning the big 5-0 this year so a lot older than many of you lovely uh women who are in business now but i tell you what it's taken me many many years to finally get to a stage where i say you know what that's right for you it's not right for me and you know what let's just agree to disagree and respect one another for the choices that we make in our own family because I tell you what it certainly makes the world a far more interesting place we don't all have to you know to agree and let's face it all our children come with different personalities too so these books who you know you got to do this and got to do that it's like yeah but what if I've got a child who's completely opposite you know you can kind of yep. throw that book out the window we've just got to rewrite the book and uh, so, Absolutely. yeah, fantastic. You said something earlier that you found was really important and that was to set up systems, to meditate, to really put yourself first. And you know what, I think that is so important. What are some of the supportive systems that you found have really allowed you to free your time and helped you feel more relaxed and in control? For me, it was systems in the house to know that cleaning will get done, the washing will get done, the you know, food will get bought and the cooking will be done because I find all that stuff really quite boring and mm -hmm. mundane. And if I've got a system and it just happens and, you know, I know if I put a little bit of effort in one day a month that, you know, for the next four weeks all the food's bought, you know, to have all those systems there that just makes all that easier, takes away that pain of that little stuff. And it yes. means that I can be present to my daughter mm -hmm. and be involved in what she's doing, but also be present in my business as well. Mm -hmm. And in my business, I also am very strict about the time I spend in the business. I schedule things. I have, you know, task lists that I work on. And I also have the, the support in my business 
to do the little mundane things that I don't need to do. I think what you said earlier about um, putting systems for some of the household chores is so important, particularly if we're quite passionate about our business, we can kind of go right up to whatever time and then it's like, oh, I haven't even thought about what I'm having for dinner. I mean, I still have that today, just full disclosure, yeah. my husband, what's for dinner? I don't know, what what is for dinner, you know, kind of thing. Um, so some just share some of those things. Did you do some meal preps beforehand or what, what was the system that really worked well for you to, to be able to have control over that area yeah so I meal plan I'm not a open the cupboard and cook sort of person my partner is but I'm not yeah so I meal plan I do four weeks ahead of time meal planning and then I do every fortnight I'll do online shopping ah, so yeah I just shopping just appears at the door and you know I put it away <laughs> um and then every, you know, Saturday morning I'll go down the fruit and veggie shop or the butchers or whatever, you know, that sort of thing that I need. Yeah. And then in an, an, an ideal week, if I'm not doing anything on a weekend, which has been very rare lately, um, I'll spend, you know, half a day on Sunday cooking up a few meals. I know on those nights where things have just got out of control and you're walking in the door at five o'clock and you're going, oh, what am I going to eat for dinner? Is a nutritious, healthy meal sitting in the freezer that I just need to pull out and reheat. And sometimes you need to do that, don't you? And I think what's become really apparent, and especially from things that you shared, you've recognised what works for you and mm -hmm. you need to find your rhythm, I think, and then decide, okay, well, what system will work for me that will allow me to, to continue doing that? Because I think, you know, sometimes you get these time management courses and there's nothing wrong, that's fine. But for those yeah. of us who like a little bit more flexibility and creativity and not boxed up, like the word budget kind of has me want to run out the door and go and spend, uh, you know, that kind of thing. When you have too much re re regiment there, it kind of makes you want to go the opposite. But it's recognising, what will work for me? What can I tweak and what can I put into place? So some of the, the systems in business then, so scheduling tasks. One of the things that I find and share a little bit more about this too, is that when you do have time and you know, baby might be asleep or he or she might be at school or at kinder, those time or those hours that you can then spend in your business have to be on the real productivity and the, the best use of your time. Because sometimes we can get stuck in busyness tasks that are not really building the business. Have you found that too? Yeah, look, absolutely. And I think, you know, around that time in the business as well, you need to give yourself dedicated time in your business. And that is, you know, not necessarily at nap times. I mean, I had a 40 minute napper. It was, she was almost to the, the dot. She'd wake up at 40 minutes. Wow. So I couldn't get anything done. And most of her daytime naps, she would be in my arms because as soon as I put her down, she'd be awake again. Oh, okay. So I had a, a, you know, she wasn't the best sleeper. You know, in my ideal world, she'd go down for two hours and I'd get two hour block of work done. So you really need to give yourself that dedicated time. So I, we had a babysitter come into the house. She was about four months old, just so that I could have some time in the business mm -hmm. to actually do the business. And when I was there, it was, you know, head down, just getting the things done that meant that it could keep growing to the next thing. And it's that rule of 80-20, you know, where you're doing the development and also the actual doing, because you still need to do the business and you still need to, you know, follow up with customers or, you know, make the jewellery or whatever you do, but you also need to develop it so that you're continually having that, those sales coming through the door, basically. Yes. 
So did you yeah. find that it really helped? Because there are, as you said, there's different segments or functions. So business development, following up, actually being, doing the craft, or if it's if you're coaching or whatever, working with those clients. So that in that time, you proportioned it, that you said, okay, now no, I've got three hours. So a hmm. section of that time is going to be on this because I know that's very important because if I don't do that, then there's no, not going to be that consistent momentum. Is that how you kind of scheduled your time? Yeah, look, definitely. I had, um, I had a, and I still do work to it a little bit of formula where everything gets percentaged out. So there's so much time that I spend doing client work, you know, and that comes down to a lot of my client work is that I work so many hours a week for a client. So you know, I know that it could be 12 hours a week is for my client, and then for the rest of the time, it's split between business development. All the admin stuff that you have to do, you know, your books or your replying to emails and, and things like that, it is all divided out and split out, you know, and that helps you to stay focused and stay on track and to make sure that every week you're doing something for all those areas. Yes. Share a little bit more about this because this is something that I know that I used to struggle with a lot because particularly when we had when we have young children and then their school or kinder, there are so many different committees I don't know about you, but are you often getting approached to say, can you please come and be a member of the book club or the this club or the this club? We have to, when we've got business, we have to really balance that and learn to be able to comfortably and confidently say, no. Do you find that too? Have, is that something that you struggled with? It's something I avoided. Certainly my daughter's in grade one now and yeah. I've, I've spent the last year and a, almost a year and a half avoiding doing anything school yeah I do look I've put my hand up and I've gone on excursions and I've been in the classroom you know on a day but it's every so often I don't have the time to actually commit to really big things with them yes where I have my daughter does dance and she's been at the same dance school for four years and I've got involved quite a bit in there like behind the scenes helping them with costumes and mm -hmm. and behind the stage with their concerts so I've got involved in that but again, it's one of those things that I can say, you know, I don't know how much I can give you in the next few months leading up to this show. I'll be there on the day, but I don't know how much I can give you because I'm pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, being confident in being able to say that and recognising just how much time you have got to commit if it's something that you choose to do, yes? Yeah, and look, and I learnt very early on, particularly with my business, in that if I overcommitted myself, then there was no way I was ever going to deliver because I just didn't have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm very, very careful about, I say yes to money generating things first and then after that things sort of have just got to come in at a priority. Yes. Um, the other thing that you get approached a lot about is, you know, going on boards and committees and, and before I had my daughter it was all about, you know, getting your name out there and having exposure mm -hmm. and it's been great experience. But, again, I've, I've had to say no to most of those things as well. Yeah, I remember those days. You were on different committees and, um, you know, treasurer and, oh, my goodness. And, yeah, you have to feel comfortable with the, the decisions that you make and be able to say, look, thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate you thinking about me. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to take this on. But all the very best. I certainly wish you success yeah. in that. And then bye. <laughs> and, and, look, and I often follow up with I'd be one of those people that say yes and I'm not turning up to meetings and then yeah. I'm not doing anything and mm. you're not going to be happy with me so it's best that you go find someone else yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely great great uh, insights there let's talk a little bit about being able to really in 
enjoy the experience of being a truly present mother and a successful business owner. I think many of the things that we've spoken about today really supports in that particular area too. But what are some other things you'd like to share? So I really think when it comes to being a present mum, you know, there is times that you will pop your child in front of the TV because you need to get something done. But to get down and play with them and to, you know, because they're only little for so for such a small period of time. You know, I used to get all angry that my daughter would only sleep in my arms until one day I went, well, she's not going to sleep to have day sleeps forever mm. and she's not going to want to be in my arms forever. You know, there'll come a time where she's so busy playing that having a cuddle with her is going to be rare. So just enjoy it mm-hmm. and just enjoy, you know, even those times that you're going, oh, I wish you'd just go away and do something. Yes. Maybe stop what you're doing and go and have a play with them. And you'll often find that, well, I know if I got down on the floor and started playing goals or whatever, that five minutes of playing with her and then she'd go off and do something on her own anyway. Mm-hmm. So then I could get back to doing what I was doing. So it's it's just being there and not being afraid to stop doing what work you've got on to play with them. And if you are running up to a deadline, get help. Just reach out and ask somebody, you know, ask a grandparent or an aunt or a neighbour or a friend or whoever, can you come and take my child for a couple of hours so I can get this deadline done? Yeah, yeah. And I think studies have shown, haven't they, Rachel, that when we are kind of multitasking or if we are trying to get something done and kind of keep one eye on our children to make sure that that he or she's okay, that that really distracts us. So if we can get someone in for an hour or two, whatever, the time that we can spend to get, we can be far more productive because we're not Mm -hmm. having to kind of spread our our attention across different aspects. Have you found that too? Yeah, absolutely. I would have been... You know, without having our babysitter and then childcare afterwards, there's no way I could have achieved what I've achieved um, by having her at home and me trying to do things around her. It's not fair on the kids either. You know, they're just wanting to be kids. They're just wanting to play and they want your attention because you're you're their mum. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, and it's not fair for you to be going. I'm doing some work. I'm doing some work. I'm doing some work. Come back. Come back. Go away. I mean, there's certainly times that I've done that where you know we've had a sick day or something, and I've said sit on the couch, watch TV, have a rest, I'm doing some work. You can't, you know, to be present and to be a good mum and also to give your business what it deserves, you need to sort of have that dedicated time. For sure. You, I believe, uh, had also or have also interviewed or connected with other parents and experts in creating your book or your new book, When Business Meets Baby. Looking back or thinking back of the people that you spoke to and the experts that you also were able to, to connect with as well, what was the greatest learning or insight? I'm sure there were many, but if you think back, mm. what was the greatest one that you were able to, to, to garner or to learn after speaking to all of those people? For me, it was, it didn't matter whether you had a micro business and you were just operating a small business from home, or if you had a large business like Boost Juice or Carmen's, all of us, all business mums have the same feelings. We have occasionally had those feelings of guilt. We've had to overcome all of that. We, you know, struggle with kids at school and having to do school things as well and not be seen as one of those mothers who's never there for your children. Mm. All of us have the same issues, managing time so that we can give our business everything but also give our children stuff. The other thing was when I interviewed some dads, so I've got a chapter in there on dads. When I interviewed dads who were you know, stay-at-home dads or work-from-home dads or they were supporting their wife in their business, they all had the same stuff going on that we did as well. Hmm. They all had the guilt. 
and the juggling and the really? you know, wow. stuff. I know. It was amazing to sit there and go, well, hang on a minute, we're all feeling this, so why don't we all just get on the same page and work together? Yes. Amen to that. How can people find out more about the book and reach out to you, Rachel? Um, on my website, rachelallen.com.au. Fantastic. And, of course, Allen, A-L-L-A-N. Yes. Fantastic. Yep. Thanks so much for coming on the show and thank you so much for being that person that uh, brings this information out and, and really starts to share this because I think as we start to, to have more conversations about, you know, what we've spoken about today, we realise, you know what, we're not the only ones struggling with, uh, with balancing motherhood and business. Uh, so I yep. think uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Pleasure. It's been fun. So thank you again for joining us today. And you know what? We want to continue the conversation over on the Business and Heels Facebook pages and groups. So go to www.businessinheels.com for further details. Tell us, what's one aha that you've taken away from today's show? I'm sure there were many. And what's one action step that you're committing to within the next 24 hours to get into action so that you can continue to grow your network and grow your business and, of course, take care of your beautiful children. We cannot wait to read your comments and connect with you at one of our upcoming in-person or online networking events. And remember, get clear, walk with confidence as your destination is closer than you think.